Do podcast. Today I have a special, special guest. I'm so excited to invite Nina Barcenina to the podcast today. Nina has been with Keto since 2018, has lost over 80 pounds. But not only that, does she look great, but her outlook on life and her ability to help others and to inspire and to motivate is really what what uh, what excites me the most about having Nina on and her personality and her wonderful smile and just her, her way about connecting to people really drew me to Nina. So Nina, without further ado, I'd like to welcome you to the podcast. It's great to have you. How are you today? Thank you. It's such a pleasure to be here and just to connect, to connect with you and everybody else, whoever's out there listening. I'm doing great. I'm doing, enjoying my spring break and, you know, just doing great. Just really looking forward to just chatting with you today. Spring break must be, mean you're in education. Tell me about that. What do you do? I am your school lunch lady. So I go out on the buses and we pass out the lunches to all the families and the kids that run up to the little bus stops. And it's really fun. You know, it brings back a lot of memories. I mean, you, you definitely have that you know, Josie Grossy moment, but <laughs> you know, it's fun, it's healing, it's actually, you know, it's therapeutic. <laughs> De- definitely it brings me back to the days where you used to like trade food with your friends. And what do you got? No, what do you have? I'll trade you this for that. And I always used to be excited for those kids that brought in pizza, you know, because I used oh my- to have the crappy lunches and my friends would have like uh, pizza from the night before from a restaurant. I'd be so envious and be like, what do I need to do to get a piece of pizza? <laughs> oh, I know. Their lunches now are like, woo, they have so much good stuff. We never had that. We never had that. Right. But yeah, the lunches are super yummy. Well, the reason why we're here is obviously talking about food and yeah. how keto has both changed our life. And, you, you know, I want you to get into it because your story is remarkable. You know, uh, obviously there's a turning point in everybody's life and, you brought an interesting story to me. Uh, you're originally from Hawaii, is that correct? Uh, I was born and raised in San Francisco, but have lived in Hawaii for, you know, the past. My family's from Hawaii. So, you know, I've lived there on and off, most recently, just, you know, 2018, when, you know, the volcano went off in my neighborhood. But, I, you know, that's where my roots are from and my culture is from, yeah. Yeah, talk about the volcanic eruption, because this is an incredible story. Not only one of you actually survived it, but you thrived in it, and it changed your life for the better. So please share that story. Okay, so in 2018, you know, we had just finished a big hula festival, and I was just going about my little paradise life, you know, oblivious to everything, when I started getting these little notifications on my phone from civil defense earthquakes, earthquakes, earthquakes. The next thing I know that night, there were fissures. And if you don't know what a fissure is, it's opening in the ground. So think like a sci-fi movie, think Billy Bob Thornton, you know, the whole bit. Our ground was opening up and gases and lava was coming up. The next thing we knew, we had the National Guard coming up and down the streets on the bullhorns telling evacuate, evacuate, you know, it's danger, you know, life-threatening, evacuate. They didn't even have a shelter. So we ended up not evacuating until the next morning because we're like, 
you know, we didn't believe it was really happening, right? We're watching lives as community people are just going out there showing cracks in the ground with the lava coming up. And they're like, it's happening. I mean, you see it. Everybody goes and they go to Hawaii and they go on vacation. They go to the, you know, Volcano National Park. They see all those videos. We were living in that video. It was, we were living in the video. It was real. We were living in a sci-fi movie. So, yeah, a a nightmare happening in front of your eyes. I can't believe it. Yeah. But, you know, little did we know what that nightmare would turn into such a, a, a conduit, right, for life-changing opportunity for me you know they say and destruction brings creation and i can't even emphasize that more so yeah we had we went and we stayed in a shelter the shelter was a gym an open gym in the middle of town i lived in a little town called pahoa um on 39 acres i mean the volcano the biggest one was less than a mile from my house i used to see it from my lanai of pictures all of it all on my account um, there's videos from it. There's videos from you saw all the uh, interviews that happened during that whole time. And, you know, I just, my life is crumbling before my eyes, literally. Everything I knew was just being destroyed in front of my eyes. So we stayed in the shelter. We were, you know, and at this time, this was pre keto. We were fed like day old bento boxes that had like rice more rice and some breaded something or whatever, or some sugary food and um you know that's how i lived my life over there that's that's what i ate every day how long were you in that kind of situation three months <laughs> three oh. months of fight or flight you know in that state but not knowing really you're in that state because when you come from a background of trauma and, um, you know, growing up in trauma and, you know, growing up poor and all that stuff. You just, you have that survival instinct and it's always, it just kicks in. It's like an automatic switch. It just kicks right in and you don't even know like you're in danger. You're just surviving. There were days when they're like, you can't go outside. The air will kill you. Like, you know, we had to buy out these gas masks. We had to go have them fitted with the N95, you know, masks so that the air wouldn't kill you. Our dogs had to stay in. There were dead birds all over our yard. It was pretty gnarly. It was, it was, it was pretty crazy. Wow, I can't even imagine that. I, I really can't. So, so, so then, then you were you were in this situation for three months, and then what turned for you? How did it? Tell me how you got out of it. You talk about fight or flight, and that's so impressive. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody. Uh, deals with challenges every day and I always say challenges turn into opportunities and you certainly yeah. did that. Tell me how you took this challenge and you turned it into an opportunity. I understand you, you your, your family's had medical background and you, you were really hyper-focused on, you know, getting your health in order. Tell us about that. Yeah, so I was thankful enough I have a fantastic friends and one of my friends had a house in San Diego and he's like come stay in the house in San Diego you know because I had no exit plan I, you know I am on disability I'm fixed income I'm poor I grew up poor but I was happy so I got to go like my lips are turning kind of like just thinking about this but uh we went to San Diego and I was you know feeling horrible I had no idea like 
of this burden, this medical burden that I was carrying around this whole time. I was oblivious to it because again, you grow up in trauma, fight or flight, right? You're like, you just, you just get up and go and get up and go. So I was having some, um, like I was tired all the time. I was just having medical things. And usually I'm a, like, I, I just fight through everything. I don't, I'm one of them, you know, spray some Windex on, I ain't going to the doctor. So I went to the doctor and he was like, A, you're pre-diabetic. B, you're in full menopause. Three, your thyroid's whacked. And, you know, you're going to have to be on medication, this and that. And I, you know, the background of my family, uh, my family is all diabetic. And the ones that aren't diabetic, or they all are diabetic, have their thyroids out. You know, my grandmother died of diabetes. My great-grandmother had her legs, you know, um, cut off. And so with that history and that double-edged sword, I just, you know, I, I needed something to tip me. And that was the tipping point. That's great. Now, tell me, you know, tell me how it got started. Obviously, you talk about going to the doctor and needing to mm -hmm. make a change. For me, it was just, it was just like I went to an event and I was so inspired by the, the people and the athletes. It was called Life Rolls On and they help people with special needs like myself get in the water and surf. And it was on that day and I said, you know, if I'm in better shape, I could do more activities like this. And that it, was, it was then and it sounds like that moment for you was when you had the doctor visit. How did you get started with keto? Tell me your keto journey. Okay. So my keto journey, I had, um, I've never really, I, I did not know what keto was. Okay. I literally was like oblivious to it, but I'd had done Atkins and because of my metabolism, Atkins actually, I responded to Atkins really well. So I knew after when I got home from that doctor's appointment, I'm like, I need something desperate. There's no more, you know, no more messing around girl, staying away from pupusas. You're staying away. From, that's it. That is it. And to top it all off, the house in San Diego was nothing but mirrors. So it was like everywhere I turned, there I was. You know, it was like, who the hell is that in the mirror? You know, and I think right. everybody has that moment when they look in the mirror and they're like, whoa, you know, I would get out of bed and my belly would just be like hanging over. And it was, I grossed myself out. I grossed right. myself out. So um, a friend had mentioned keto, believe it or not, in Hawaii, taco truck girl. And I always talk about her. That's how I first ever heard the word keto. And you're going to laugh because guess what? That night, I went on Pinterest and I wrote down all the recipes. Okay, from keto. Have I ever opened it and made anything? Hell no. Okay, the recipes are all still <laughs> That's so great, though. Yeah, they're all there. Look at a keto creme brulee. That must have really called my name. You know, a frittata. There's like all these recipes in here I never made. Okay, but this was the night. This was the night that changed everything for me. So I knew, okay, keto. Had the word keto. Magic pill. The movie, The Magic Pill. I'm like, okay, yeah, we, that's we, what we, keto we, is. Yeah, yeah, we we talked about that a couple of days ago, and it, mm -hmm. it's incredible how we were both drawn to that. And yeah. guys out there, if you're listening, if you get a chance and you're interested in learning more about keto specifically, watch the Magic Pill because it is a game changer. It not only helps adults but young kids through epilepsy and all. It was just, it was incredible. It was It was a wild moment for me as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it was really eye opening. So I'm like, okay. 
okay, macros. What are these macros? So I went on one right. of the websites and figured out what macros are. Macros are just food. Okay, why are you going to be all fancy about it? Macros are food. Okay. And it's like calories and the amount of protein you eat and the amount of carbs you eat. You just, you know, you have your little limits. And depending on how big and, you know, and tall and everything else you are, everybody has their own set. So that's all you got to do. Just stay in there. So I did. I just counted carbs in the beginning, you know, and that's how I started. I just, you know, I got all my food that was in the cabinets and I put them on the top shelf because I'm short. I'm only five foot tall. I stuck them on that top shelf because I know my little ass was not going to get up onto a stool and grab the chili beans or whatever. And I knew my husband wasn't either because if I was eating like this, he was eating like this. Right. You know, happy wife, happy life, right? Right. Yeah, so that's how it started, you know, and like a lot of us, it was a lot of uh, trial and error, trial and error, you know, going out to restaurants and ordering cauliflower pizza, that was a cauliflower, you know, not reading labels, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, two years ago, it's so incredible, you know, 2021 now, how much advanced and how many more products are keto related i mean back, back three years ago you you hardly couldn't find anything now it's great there's so many resources so many great products mm-hmm. out there uh, you know it's it's just awesome talk about the evolution of keto as you've seen it over the last three years yeah so for the first year like when i first started we used to just heat up quest bars like you know we were eating cream cheese with sugar if we wanted something sweet there were there was nothing on the market. There was nothing, you know, on the market. And then I remember though, that next year, everything hit the market and 99% of it was junk. Like it was, who knew what was in it? You know, it was all these different, that was before they um, had <clears throat> clarified the, the nutritional labels with fiber and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, everybody was just jumping on it and trying all this stuff and, you know, on the, on our, in our, keto community on Instagram everybody was sharing and everybody's like oh I want to try that and it just we got and everybody was doing meetups and they were throwing products at us and you know everybody was just eating and then complaining about why they're not losing weight anymore you know and we we kind of you know figured out well this works for me this doesn't work for me this works for me so you know it was really kind of like an evolution of like all the different keto products and it really um, was a game changer as far as like people being keto, right? Because they could swap out some quest chips for real chips. Like, you know, I mean, just everything that they have now, they didn't have back in my day. We had nothing. So, I mean, you know, walk to school, you know, right. 10 miles in the rain, you know, but I mean, it was, it's really come a long way. And there's some fantastic, fantastic companies. Yours, I love your bars. Yours are but I'm picky. I'm picky. You know, I just, I, I love the ingredients and I love the quality of it and the taste. Thank you so, so much. We're, we're excited about it. It means so much to us. It's great. When, when was that, when was that day, that aha moment where you said, you know, Nina, I got this. You remember a day for me, I remember sitting around talking to my brother, just saying, man, I finally found a lifestyle that works for me. And I, I was just so excited. This was before we even thought about working on a bar or anything like that. It was just getting into it. It was like the first 
month of just me focusing on health and wellness that I just really saw a change. And it was like, oh my gosh, we're, I'm on to something. Yeah, yeah. I want to say that was probably, let's see, six months into my journey when you literally could not shut me up. Okay, my son made a really funny meme of, you guys have probably seen this before, of, um, you know, the guy that's in like the bathroom and the urinal and the guy next to him goes, hey, I'm keto. Like, you know, like, you could not yeah. shut me up. I was just so blown away, sorry, by this keto journey and like what it was doing to my body, right? I've always been heavy. I've always been, you know, the heavy sister. I have, you know, I'm the oldest of, of six sisters. I've always been the big one. All of a sudden I'm shrinking and I'm feeling great and my face is thinning out and I have all this energy and like, you know, should I might go to the gym? Like, you know, what am, who am I? Right. Yeah, that was that about, is, yeah. That's so awesome. And it, it's so relatable because I, you know, I feel the same way. It was great. Like every morning, I can't wait to get up and go, you know, to swim or do some kind of activity. It's just, yeah. it's, uh, it's unbelievable. You want more. It's kind of, you get the bug. Yeah, you want what, more, what? you want to share it, you want to get your family on it, you want to get everybody, and do to the point where I'm like, shut up, like, like, I'm telling you though, it's like, you know, so yeah, it's very contagious, and so that's what I love about our community, is we can just be the biggest keto nerds, or when you see somebody in the supermarket, and they say keto, and your ear goes up like Spock, you know, you're like, yes. you go like exactly. walk over by them on accident, <laughs> I, I've heard of that. Tell me more. I'm doing that all the time. And when I go into the bar aisle and somebody's looking at bars and, they, you know, they, they haven't seen Keto Crisp, I'm always going up to them and say, hey, I, I'd like to have you try this or or whatever oh, yeah. the case may be. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. What, really what, what advice would you share to somebody that, that yo-yoed between diets and, and what are some of your favorite tips to share? And advice, for you know, cheetah. for me, yeah. yeah, for me, just for example, I always say, you know, start small, set a mm -hmm. goal that's attainable so that you can reach it and then, you know, see where it takes you. Share, share with the group some of your success, success stories and what you would advise, you, you know, people and what, what's worked for you. Specifically. Yeah. Um, gosh, I would say. So it's a type of the small goals is a big one so you don't get this you know discouraged so you don't get you know you don't feel like oh I can't do this you know um I'm gonna say to you tips and goals one of them is and this is the most hugest one preparation you know cook a bunch of meat stick them in some Tupperware put it in the refrigerator uh so that you are always prepared you know I'm a big proponent of meal prepping because I'm lazy. I'm lazy. Okay. I will go for the lowest hanging fruit. So I'm making sure that all that lowest hanging fruit is a bunch of protein and a bunch of steamed or cooked vegetables in that refrigerator that I can throw in my air fryer or, you know, whatever. Um, that's one of them. The small goals. The biggest one is do not compare yourself to somebody else because we are all different. You know, we, you may look alike, you know, same body type and stuff like that, but your body has been through something different than somebody else's. And so it's going to react 
differently. Don't think that, you know, you're going to do carnivore or, or egg fast for three days and lose 10 pounds because Becky did it. You know, it just, it's individual and it's unique and we're all going to have our own different experience on this. And if you stick with it, it will work. It will work. And, you know, you can't, you can't do keto for a week and I haven't lost 10 pounds. It's not working. It doesn't work like that. It's, it's a lifestyle. It's your healing. It's not even about the weight. You know that it's about the inflammation. It's about your endocrine system, your adrenals, all that. For sure. I mean, for me, I always talk, it's not, it's not a diet. It's a definite lifestyle uh, for sure. Talk about the keto community and how important it's been uh, for you. And I see the smile on both of our faces. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's it's really been remarkable and really, I don't want to say surprise because, you know, the people always come together in time of need, yeah. but it's just, it's just, it's incredible to me, the amount of support that's out there. Yeah. So, the keto community for me was, I'm going to just say, and, and I'm going to cry, I'm not going to cry. It was life-changing for me. They saved me because when I had first come to San Diego alone, husband working nights at FedEx, I knew nobody, right? Here I am, plucked out of everything that I ever knew and dropped into this place where everybody looks beautiful. If I go out to the beaches or whatever, like, you know, and I created like connections with them I you know I shared my story with some of them that I felt safe sharing my story with and um you know and and they like oh my god you know and you're doing keto and you know how's that going and then I had um created the Instagram account it used to be just Bucci okay keto Bucci but then when I moved up here I put the PNW on it um it was I found some really good accounts and I found some pretty shitty accounts too. But one of the accounts that I have continued to follow is, and I don't know if you follow her too, Keto Sony. She taught me how to cook the keto stuff. She taught me a lot. And so I'm always thankful for her. And then all the friends, like some of the people that I talked to, like on the first couple of nights being online, I still talk to now, you know, it's, They've been there in my low days where I just feel like I couldn't go on anymore. I mean, they've done the whole evolution with me and they're so inspiring and so motivating. I mean, you know, I see these mamas with their baby in the living room doing their burpees and, you know, they're just, everybody is digging different routes, but we're all going to the same destination. Right. And I think it's really interesting and motivating. Like you said, everybody's got a different path. Me, I'm mm -hmm. not so much of a, you know, I, I don't cook a whole lot. So I'm eating at restaurants, constantly yeah. looking at different, you know, menu options. But again, everybody gets to the same destination. And I just, I think it's great. Um, uh, you, you have a quote in here I want you to elaborate on. I've never felt better in my entire life. Keto saved me in more ways than one. Yeah. Talk about how keto saved you and, and it kind of relates to the community and I'm sure they go hand in yeah. hand, but, but talk, talk about that. Well, keto, like, of course, obviously the physical part, you know, the losing the weight, I don't have to be on any medications. I am not pre-diabetic anymore. You know, my blood sugar is like in the eighties, seventies. Um, so that, you know, first and foremost, secondly, 
it it was mentally because I was you know spiritually and mentally barren when I when I got to San Diego I was I was a mess like you know I didn't even know who I was I was in therapy like I was a mess found my keto community would talk to them at night get really good ideas and I almost got like obsessed with keto because that was the thing that kept my mind going and kept kept it off of everything else and what was really going on as everything was healing around me and as I was kind of changing you know and the most important thing and this is something that is not really spoken of a lot I haven't seen as much though is when you're doing keto you start learning like you know your behaviors that you have are the behaviors that you learned as a child growing up so if you're poor if you grew up, you know, in poverty, you develop the way of eating, you develop these like mental images of yourself, these, you know, all your self-esteem, all your worth, all your everything. And you really kind of embark on not only a physically changing journey, but also a like a spiritually changing journey because you start learning everything about yourself. Like, oh, and that's why I did this. You know, that's why. You know, I always ate all the food on my plate, you know, it, all these memories will kind of come back. And, you know, it's really an evolution, like you, it's an evolution, like you really, it's a self-discovery. It's a journey of self-discovery and it's journey of self-love, you know. And I would say would, uh, for me, it was incredible amount of discipline because you're yes. completely, you know, it's like literally learning a new language. Yes. Exactly. I mean, new behaviors, it, it, new thought patterns, everything. What was the toughest part mentally and physically for you as you shifted into keto? Oh, well, I was lucky I never got the keto flu because I had watched, you know, different people on the gram and I learned to suck them electrolytes down and like, you know, do all these things from day one. Never lost hair um, because I was, you know, I kind of incorporated everything. Uh, gosh, the toughest part of it was actually learning, you know, and kind of delving into that past of mine, right? Uh, why, you know, why was I so heavy? I really kind of hated myself. Like, you know, I had no self-esteem. I was bullied in school. I was, you know, all these different things from my past were coming up, you know, and I had to come to terms, I had to face them all. And I had to come to terms with them all and, um, you know, and, and fix it put it to rest you know and that was probably like the most honestly that was the most challenging part for me was just all that all that shadow work all that self-discovery work you know and and the mental discipline too is the big one because I never had discipline and that was a big one I've I've fought myself many a night <laughs> in that house and in this house you know and you just learn to do it it's a muscle discipline's a muscle yes so, so do you now have daily rituals or daily activities that you do to help you stay focused? How do you keep up the momentum? What, like once you get started, I, for me, I was like literally a freight train. You know, I taught my, we taught the language, used the community, reached out to people. Obviously, there's a sl whole slew of information online. Yeah. What do you What do you do now to maintain or to continue? And, you know, obviously you've got some tremendous followers and some great ideas online, uh, you know, that you've shared every day. Uh, what are some best practices that you use now that you could share? So 
I have a routine every morning, you know, and it's like the simplest routine. I, you know, get up, you know, I have a routine. So I get up, I drink my water, I drink my coffee. I write down, you know, like, okay, what do I want to accomplish today? Today I want to accomplish drinking on my water. Today I want to, you know, accomplish being carnivore. You know, today I want to accomplish rock, walking 30 minutes, you know, little ones every single day. But the most important thing, and I see, I'm starting to see this, and remember, I just did a post on this, was that mindset over macros, because I'm finding that a lot of people right now in our community are struggling with the momentum. They're like, oh, I lost all this weight. I'm not losing anymore. I'm failing. You know, let me, you know, get off keto. Let me try, you know, Weight Watchers. Let me do this. Let me do that. And they're, they're kind of reverting back to things that didn't work for them, you know, and, and they, because in their mind, they're thinking keto's not working anymore, but in reality, it's not your same body. It, you know, they, they're not the same body that when they first started keto, I guess is like a way to put it. Right. You have to change with it and you have to be okay. I mean, if you're not going to lose weight, you're not going to lose weight for a while. Your body's always doing other stuff. We know that it's healing. It's, it's, you know, do you it's, feel better all, mentally? Do you have right, it's all clarity? about accept, it's accepting yourself every day and being at peace mm -hmm. with that. Yeah. And, you know, and it sounds like it sounds like you you definitely are at that place, which is so exciting and so so happy. Talk about being at that place of being happy. Yeah, that's you know that's taken a long time for me, you know, given my past, and um, it's just what I want to do. And actually, over twenty twenty, I got my health coach certificate. Um, no, I'm not taking on any clients because to me that's scary to be responsible for somebody else's life. It's like that that meme um the Shit's creek guy i forget what his name is you know he don't want to be responsible for somebody like but i mean i will help anybody and i just did it to learn for myself from my own self-knowledge um you know it's just you gotta you know at some point just all the stuff that i share and and everything i just want to help other people that's it period right. end of story that's it if i can help somebody you know i'm happy that's all i want to do it's just kind of like paid forward well, it's, that's great. That's evident in your stories and how you talk about, you know, emotionally being connected to it. And I can just tell in your personality, just wanting to reach out and help because when it makes you feel so good and it's life changing, you want to share that story with everyone. And that's oh, yeah. why I'm so, so excited about the bar. The bar is one thing for me and Keto Crisp has been great, but the opportunity to meet so many wonderful people and to get inspiration from you and so many others out there it's just it's 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 been great and that's why we do this because we're on this earth for such a short time we want to make an impact while we're here it's it's, yeah. it's really really awesome and it, it it's um it, it's really infectious to have that attitude and it's fun it's fun yeah. to, to help people and to see their smile and to see people's transformations and, and to reach out and know that you're there i mean Nothing gets me more excited than a customer saying, you know, I've lost 80 pounds. Your, your bar has been a great addition to my life and whatever. And it's just great to hear their story. So I can't thank you enough for coming on today. I wanted to ask you, in your life, you know, since we're on the Can Do podcast, what yes. is your big, biggest can-do moment? You've had so many of them. 
And you I can have... list as many as you want, but what's one can-do moment that, that sticks out that, you know, for me, it was just, you know, getting started and then actually being able to hit my goal, whatever it was. And it was never a certain number of weight, uh, a weight number per se, but, but I just, you know, I, I even surprised myself with, yeah. you know, how much weight I lost. Okay. So, oh my Lordy, I've had many because, you know, I'm a scrapper, you know, I just, that's who I am. But I want to say that, like, I think my biggest candy moment, and this is just lately would be a, just the, you know, how I re rebuilt my life, but I'm disabled. You know, you're disabled. I'm disabled. We're disabled. And look at us. We're out here killing it. You know, we're sharing the, the message and the energy and the story and everything. And this for me is with destruction brings creation. Right. So that's kind of the philosophy of the volcano, you know, and, and I believe that some people are torn down to be rebuilt and to rebuild other you know, people around them. And, you know, I'm just thankful. I'm thankful that everything was torn down because had it, you know, but for that volcano, like I say, I would have never done this. I would have been just sitting there stuffing my face full of rice for the rest of my life, you know? Right. I always say that, that obstacles bring opportunity and you, you've certainly been the, you know, the calling card for that. I mean, you've been through so much, you know, constant moving the volcano. I wouldn't even yeah. know I mean, I, I, I guess you, you just kind of deal with that in life and you, you dealt with it. And like I said earlier, you, you didn't only dealt with it, you thrived in that environment and you, yeah. you, you, you've made so many positive strides and, you know, I, I wouldn't call it disabled. I just call it unique challenges and, you know, you just see things through a different, through a different scope, which is so cool and so awesome. That's why I've you know. really enjoyed connecting with you because you're my people. You're my people, yes. you know? Yes. And so for our next meetup, I'm going to have you come out. You got to come out. You have to. Well, tell me about your next, tell me about the next meetup. I'm there for sure. Oh, we had one of the biggest meetups in 2019. It was huge. The Keto in the Park PDX. Um it's so many people, it's so many wonderful sponsors. And that's when I had a chance to try everybody's stuff. Um, we had over like 80 swag bags. It was, a, it was a potluck. So everybody, and there's some talented people up here on the PNW talent. I mean, cooking and baking and we had it all. Everybody was out there showing their stuff. It was beautiful. It, was, it looked like a cooking show out there. It was gorgeous. It's so, it's so incredible food. to me how the talent of cooking and people are get so creative with different yes. recipes. It's yes. just unbelievable. It's it's truly amazing. Truly yeah, amazing. I mean, keto unleashes it all. It unleashes yeah. it all because, you know, you, you got to cook. Yeah. You got to cook. And then, you know yeah. what? You get better and better and better as it. And the same thing with baking and everything. So... Yeah, so the next one, you got to come up. I, you know, right now, we're not too comfortable with doing one, but for sure, for sure, by next year, we'll to, we're going to do it like next spring. Mm. As soon as it gets nice, because, you know, the PNW up here is so cold. Yes. <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah, I'm getting used to it. <laughs> yes. yes. I'm sure that's got to be quite a change from, you know, from Hawaii, the beautiful weather in Hawaii, to, uh, you know, where you are now. Well, how, oh, yeah. how did you how did you adjust to that? Or maybe Lots you of, haven't. I don't know. 
<laughs> I haven't, but you know, I'm better than I was last year. So I have lots of cute boots and I learned to wear double pants and, you know, it's all about that Columbia and Sorrells and just got to snow bunny it out. I mean, we had a bad snowstorm up here not that long ago and I, I walked to 7-Eleven because it would look, you know, FaceTime my sister and put my snow boots on and I didn't even know what I was going there for, but I was going. Right. <laughs> it was fun. I'm getting used to it. Determination, Nina. Nina, how you know do people me? get a hold of you? You're an incredible story, and I want people to follow you. Your smile lightens up the room. Oh, I'm sure people you. have told you that a hundred times. And, <laughs> and just, you know, I just love um, your your brashness online. You don't give a damn. You uh -oh. drop f bombs. I love it left and right. I mean, it's 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 truly remarkable. But but at the at the source of it, you're just an incredible lady that really cares about people and cares about what you're doing and I just think it's great and and your attitude's incredible how do people get a hold of you how do people follow you uh, so that you can help people because you really help so many and you have so many more people to help okay so if you guys want to sign up with a spicy cafeteria lady uh you can find me at pnw kitobuchi and it's on instagram and that's the best way to find me and the whole world is there. Everything. I don't hold back. It's 100%. What you see is what you get. So, you know, if you ever need help, I'm always there for you, too. So that's just the person that I am. And if anybody's curious, I'm an open book, literally. Well, thank you so much for coming on today, Nina. It was awesome to have you. I love hearing your story. I love, you know, your attitude, your smile, and just keep going, keep doing the great work. If there's anything we can do, you know, we'll always continue to be in touch. And again, I really appreciate it today. Thanks so much. Oh, thank you, Adam. It was so fun talking to you. We got to talk, you know, at least once a week, have a little of course, sessions. Of course. <laughs> of course. Right, I, love, okay. I love to chat. Thank All you right. so much, Nina.